This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. I'm Don. He's Chip. We're recording this episode on December 13th, 2020. Lots of amazing news to cover with y'all today. Crazy day in the football world. Crazy things going on in the sports world. Crazy things going on in our personal lives. Chip, my man, how's it going? It has been an amazing day today. I have no idea what today was going to bring, and it absolutely floored me with what happened today. Uh, I passed both my exams this weekend, which has made me super happy. And Bravo. the Eagles won uh, a game they probably should never have won, but it was absolutely awesome. So um, I'm just going to get right into it. So let's go with the, the emails. So you can contact me at uh, chip at randomchatter.com or you can contact Don at his uh, email, which is don at randomchatter.com. Or you can find us on Twitter. Our uh, handle is at sportcastanon, A-N-O-N. Or you can join us on Discord under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can support us on Patreon under Random Chatter. You can buy our stuff on randomchatter.com slash store. And then you can also find us on Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, Boom, but yeah, it, it, It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like the, the football highlights for today, we're going to get right into it. Um, uh, first, thing I have on, first thing I have on here is uh, A.J. Brown's one-handed catch, which was unreal. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Don, but it was just – he, like, literally was, like, no effort when he caught this. And then uh, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, they beat the Saints. It was just, I don't know, insane. The entire day today was – still just... smiling. Let's be honest. Uh, that, that game was forever ago now in the football world, and you are still smiling. um i i woke up this morning super nervous with my exam went and passed my exam with flying colors then went and watched the eagles win it was it was just an amazing amazing day i know we were talking about it before we went on air but like i don't know with with everything that happened today nobody expected the eagles to win and they absolutely won against the saints um against number one defense they put up uh 24 points which the saints haven't given up more than i think it was like 10 points all for the last four games i think it was 17 it was 17 like like i think so and the the eagles haven't scored 17 points and then (laughs) yeah on the flip side but i gotta tell you man what a statement by the eagles too not one but two 100 yard rushers yeah that's impressive the saints haven't had a 100 yard rusher rusher in like, uh, was it 28 games? I think it was. Yeah. It was a ridiculously long streak. And, and then they had two, it was like three years that they hadn't had a one, one heart, 100 yard rusher. And now they had two of them in one game. And on the flip side, Alvin Kamara did not get a hundred yards. No, but he, I mean, he got a touchdown. I think they just, I think at the, like, 
So it came down to, and I said this before we went on the air, it came down to the fact that uh, three of the Eagles starting secondary went down with injuries and they were out for the game. So we had practice squad players coming in and um, the Saints took care of it or took advantage of the fact that we didn't have uh, our like normal starting secondary. I mm-hmm. wonder at this point what it would have been if if there was our starting secondary there when, you know, when they were like, if our starting secondary was there for the entire game, I wonder how well the offense of the Saints would have done. That that that's my you question. Can I can only wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. I I, I want to say hats off to you, and and with that win, and some teams losing the entire NFC East is still up for grabs. <laughs> it, it, it's the most – I think there was a stat today during the, the Giants game that makes it – it's funny because earlier – like you, you, if you asked us like four or five weeks ago, they were the NFC least. But over the last three or four weeks, the NFC quote-unquote least was probably the NFC best because – the NFC East has been six and uh, coming in today were six and five, which was the best conference or best division in football, which you would never have expected coming into today because of how bad the records were of the entire NFC East. Early on in the season, uh, I, I was being polite and saying train wreck. You said dumpster fire and off air. We were using far more descriptive language (laughs) but like at the same time like they like i they all came together and it was just it was just it's been an insane insane season especially for everyone here and it's it's still wide open the the giants lost today 49ers beat up on a or washington football team beat up on a bad 49ers team and now the eagles won against a saints team that's probably the best in the nfc and it's just, you know, if the, if the Eagles win out, they pretty much win the division, no matter what happens. Um, and how, that's how insane. much are your fingers crossed right now? Like they got to be almost bleeding. <laughs> I mean, because... next week, next week's the big test because the only team that can beat us is Washington. If they don't lose to Seattle next week, our playoff hopes are pretty much done. Um. And that's going to be a big hit, but I'm, I'm, as much as I hate to do it, I'm rooting for Seattle right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing personal, just business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I uh, sent a message to one of our friends today, and you, you heard me a few weeks ago where I said that the Eagles had no shot of, of winning the, uh, winning the division. But I sent a, a message to one of our, our fellow NFC East fan. And I said, you know, don't want watch out for the Eagles. They they might actually do this. Um, and it I ain't just I, done yet. <laughs> I just ha- I have this gut feeling that they are gonna pull it off. I don't know why, but they're just gonna pull it off. Hey, I'll um, see you in the Super Bowl, buddy. <laughs> I, I I I swear, if if Buffalo and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, I I will buy you a drink. I don't care what it is. I will I whatever you want. I will buy you a drink 
you know point. what though there there would be a downside to buffalo playing philadelphia in the super bowl what would that we be? would be completely unapproachable for about two and a half weeks <laughs> what, what are you talking will... about you would be unapproachable because we all know that the eagles would beat the buffalo bills oh here like we go here we go well, you know what? As we get to the playoffs, we'll we'll keep that under wraps. But if it becomes a reality, just listen to the garbage that happens on this show. <laughs> so, so so let me ask you this. Uh, yeah, as, as we move along on our list here. If and here's my big question. If yep. the Eagles go 4-0, no matter what happens with the Redskins or happens any whether they get in the playoffs or anything like that, do you think that um, Doug Pearson's job is on the hot seat? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think a decision's going to be made until the way they see how the season plays out. You can't, you and I have said this before, you know, the coach is the leader of the team, but you can't put it completely on the coach. Um, players have to perform. And for the last couple of the seasons, I have the Eagles been able to play eight straight weeks with a full roster. Have they been able to play four straight weeks with a full starting roster? The answer is no. <laughs> it's, it, you know, I just, they've had an uh, unbelievable amount of bad luck. I think if the Jalen Hurts uh, situation pans out and it looks good and it looks promising and they win out, I think uh, if I'm leadership, I'm going to tell them, look, I'll give you one more season with Hurts. Because, I mean, look what they did. They did not have a full roster from their starting day. And Hertz was that spark, as they like to say, that they were looking for. So if they go 4-0 and, and they make the playoffs, if I'm ownership, I'll be like, look, I'll give you one more season. Make it work. Hertz is your guy at that point. We'll figure out what to do at Wentz. But I'll give you one more, one more season. That that is the approach I would take to it. So if they go four and zero, would you next season bench Wentz and then, or would you trade Wentz and then go with just? Would you make Jalen Hurts your starter from from there on out? If he goes four and zero, he obviously shows he's got uh, what what are the terms they like to use in scouting? The intangibles, the football IQ, and he would be doing it with a less than full roster of starters. Whereas Wentz technically was in the same situation and couldn't get it done. So I would probably start, I would probably go forward with Hertz as my starter. And I would look for a trade partner for Wentz. Be, uh, you're not going to put Wentz on the bench and pay him, what, $30 million to ride the pine? It's not happening. Either Wentz is your starter or he's got to go. That's. He will be a starter someplace. But if you are convinced that Hertz is your starter, you, you cannot keep Wentz. Cannot. You cannot justify the expense for him to be on the bench. Yeah, and, and the problem that comes with that is that if you don't designate – like if they go 4-0 and they don't make the playoffs and they keep Wentz as, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's our starter next year, as soon as, as, soon as he has a bad game, you're – the fans, I'll be honest, I'll be sitting there lobbying for 
um, Jalen Hurts to come in and take over. Like it, it's just going to happen. It's you're you're creating a quarterback controversy that you never thought was actually going to be a quarterback you, controversy. You have to make a clear cut decision and live with it. That that is that is part of it. I think I said to you off air the the Eagles have already done this a couple of seasons ago. They had to make a choice. You had Foles and you had Wentz. They went, nope, Wentz is the guy. And off Nick Foles went. So yeah, clearly, I just, I, clearly they do not have a problem making that decision, but you're going to have to make it early. I think I think the way this year ends is going to dictate a lot of things that happens with the Eagles. And Absolutely. if they make the playoffs, I think that everything stays status quo. As much as I don't like that, I think it's going to be the way it is. If they don't make the playoffs, I think there's going to be like a fire sale on the entire organization. And as much as that sucks, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. But at the same time, I, I'm cautious with that because I think Doug Peterson is a good coach. I just don't think that he has the right quarterback at his, at, at his disposal. I think Jalen Hurts is his quarterback that he can scheme for. Or, or put a game plan together for. I don't think that Carson Wentz at this point in his career, and I say that even he's a young guy. I just say I think respectfully, that, he's in yeah, the wrong I, system. It, it does not what what Peterson wants to do, and what they want from Wentz, and what Wentz can offer are two different things. Yeah, I think Wentz has got too much in his head that he gets hurt too often, so he has to be this stand in the pocket kind of quarterback. And watching Jalen Hurts today and him make things with his legs, like I I saw that from Carson in his first few years as a Eagle. And I think I think at some point Carson just got in his head that he can't do that anymore. And that's what's and that was hindered it. him. Yeah, and that and that's what's hindered him in the entire like he's so he's so scared to tuck it and run or he's so scared to run outside the pocket that it's just it's hurt him so much and I think he's I I call it the the Derek Carr syndrome um if you if you followed sports or you know anything from years ago Derek Carr was the first quarterback selected by the Houston Texans back in the day and he played with an offensive line that had was just pretty much a practice squad that just let people come in and Derek Carr was a really good quarterback, but like got scare shy of throwing the ball or doing anything because he was under duress the entire time. And I call it Derek Carr syndrome because that's exactly what Carson Wentz has is he's, he gets the ball and he expects someone to hit him within two seconds. And can't do that. It's a lack of confidence. I, I wouldn't know. It's not a lack of confidence, but you you cannot play with that fear factor hanging over you. Yeah, it's 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 a fear factor. It's exactly what it is. He's he's a fearful of either getting hit or if he runs outside the pocket, he's going to get hurt. And you can't do that. You have to just play as you. So you got to let it go, man, and and let the chips fall where they may. And and you know what it is too. I think it says something if your quarterback is so worried about tucking the ball and running or getting sacked and getting injured. How do you take that as an offensive line? You know, I mean, those are your boys. Those guys are charged with making sure you don't get touched. 
And if you're so worried about getting injured, does that say that, hey, I don't have the confidence in my offensive line? Or is it, no, I'm pretty sure these guys are right, but I'm afraid of the freak accident? I don't think that it's because of the offensive line. Like, yes, our offensive line is decimated. And watching them today, they were they were they were serviceable. I'll put it that way. They weren't the best in the league. They weren't the worst in the league, but they were they were serviceable. They 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 did what they needed to do. They, did they make mistakes? Yes, there were some mistakes made. Um, were they perfect? No, they weren't even short of perfect. But I think at the same time, when you start hearing foot, footsteps, quote unquote, you start hearing footsteps no matter what it is, and then you start True. pump faking. You start like, uh, is is he open? Is he it's not in open? your head? It's just in your head, and you start second-guessing every move you make. And I feel like that's where Wentz is at, and I feel like Doug Peterson saw that, and it was like – You can't do it, man. You cannot play that way. Sometimes quarterbacks that are in their early development, and and Wentz is still in his kind of early development. He's not – He's He's still a young in the grand scheme. (laughs) Yeah, he's not the Drew Brees of the world. He's not the – he's not the Brett Favre's. He's not the – you know, Dan Marino's. He's not. He's not. He's not this longevity quarterback that it's going to be there for a while. So, I think that sitting him down and just, you know, putting in a younger quarterback that that doesn't know better, honestly, is good for him. And just being like, hey, listen, like this is the this gives us the best opportunity to win. And and I don't know. It it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. But I really think that they need to find a di- like if they think that Carson Wentz is our quarterback I trust them I think that Carson Wentz will do good in our offense if he has a good offensive line for him but he needs to he needs to get back to his roots and that's if the play breaks down for me to run I think he got too much in his head of like I need to be this pocket passer versus running the ball play the game and, and do what you were signed for. They knew exactly. what they were doing when they signed them. Be you. But I think yeah. part of that is on the coaches. Yeah, I think I think they I think they they try too much to make him a pocket passer and it just got too much in his head and you know kind of screwed him up in that sense. Well let's not uh let's uh move away from the Eagles. Um there's a whole bunch of other NFL news to talk about hirings and firings and uh oh and of course more fines. Yeah. So the um, uh, <laughs> that's the all Panther, I'm The Panthers are expected. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are expected to fine players who broke uh, COVID nineteen protocols at least ten thousand um, dollars. This is the latest news. Eight players on the COVID list are getting fined up to ten thousand dollars. Like. At this point, it's just it, it. It's like a weekly thing that we report about. It's like, oh, this this team's gonna find players for it. Like, I don't know for being stupid. I mean, like, it, what was it? They were on the COVID list, but they were all hanging out outside of like, as we would say, hanging out outside of work. <laughs> like, like it, it, it gets duh. <laughs> like, like Don. Like we work together, so at the same time, like. If 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 you were in contact with someone with COVID or you had symptoms of COVID, your first thought is I'm quarantining myself. I'm not going out for two weeks. 
if I was if I if, if I felt like I was sick or I had sore throat or any of the symptoms that were with COVID or I was in contact with someone with COVID, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to sit in my room and I'm not going to do anything. Probably going to play... pick up that PlayStation controller. <laughs> yes, I'm probably going to play Call of Duty. It, that, that's how it's going to be. And I'm just going to sit here for two weeks. These guys, are, <laughs> the, these guys are sitting there and they're like, hmm, I have, I'm quarantined because I have COVID, quote unquote. I'm going to go hang out with the rest of my boys and just have a good time. Like, this, I got to do makes, something. It makes no sense when, it, like, there's like, well, here's here's the part that kills me too. Is it, it was the the whole, it was the group that was all on the COVID list together. So, do you think like you guys hanging out makes it any better? <laughs> like, like you guys are paying multi million dollar contracts, like and like I understand it's Carolina Panthers, so like your your team isn't expected to do much, but at the same time, oh. like. You're you're playing teams that are are actually expected to do much. Like it's like now now you're, here's you're the not... question. Here is, exactly here's the question. So the Panthers are expected to find the players who broke ten thousand dollars a piece, right? Mm-hmm. Now you know that the NFL league office is poking its head around this one. <laughs> there is it's... no way they're not. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it it makes no sense. Like. At, at at some point you have to think about the next person. Like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna hang out with people and not have my mask on, or I'm gonna go out and just do whatever I want. You at some point have to think about like if one of them has COVID and they get all this COVID and then we go play a game tomorrow, we're not necessarily affecting ourselves. But we're affecting um, the next person. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I had actually one of my teachers talk to me about his experience with COVID, and he had a pretty bad experience with COVID. And it, it it's not like like yes, there's there's those people that are asymptomatic and just get it and then move on. But there's there's the people that like are really hurt by this, and like you kind of have to be smart and just you know be. And that's all I can say. Just have common sense at this point. And you know what it is too is a, a lot of the mentality about it is is like, well, you know, it, if I get it or you know I had it and it wasn't that bad, it's not about you. It's about your neighbor. It's about the person next to you. You can't expect them to handle it the same way. You know, like you, you know what you got it and you had a mild case. Good for you. I, I'm truly happy that it wasn't worse. But that's not to say that the person you potentially pass it on to, it may kill them. You know, yeah, you, I mean, you need to focus not just on you, but the effect it could have around you. Yeah, you have to you have to worry about the person next to you rather than yourself. As much as like as much as you take care of yourself first, but like if you if you're okay, then you have to worry about the person next to you. And and that that's what it comes down to. And it's just I don't know. I feel like I feel like the the athletes at this point are just they initially they were like oh we got we got to be uh you know conservative about this and then they realized like well some of us are getting sick and we're not really 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 getting sick so we're okay with this like ah it's not going to affect me or mm-hmm. it, or it's, it's not I'm not going to be one of those ones that's going to be on the list and then next thing you know is like 
in this situation where like 10 of them are on the list and the now message, they're getting fined. I mean, essentially the message is don't be complacent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and it, it, it sucks that we have to we have to say about like people, you know, getting fined for this. Like I, I don't feel like that should be I feel like people should just have their own personal responsibility. Like we should they the NFL or teams shouldn't have to fine their own players ten thousand dollars just for this. But you know, though, I think if you I, honestly, I mean, and I know like the fines and whatnot all have to do with the CBAs and whatnot. But can you imagine if they'd be like, "We're taking COVID seriously, so if you screw up, we're not going to fine you ten grand or fifty grand. That's chump change to these guys, right? If you turn around and go, if you screw up, we're going to fine you a million bucks. I dare, I promise you, you would get a different reaction." Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that if you increase the fine amount, yeah, absolutely. There would be like, uh, well, first of all, there would be a backlash from the players saying like, this is way too much. You, you, you shouldn't be doing this, but at the same time it would be, it, it would be, um, like a backlash from everybody being like, we need, well, to- no, it, it's way too much. You shouldn't be doing this. Then it's simple. Don't do dumb stuff. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Just follow the rules. You know, so it's the ones that are going to complain that are probably going to be the ones that break the rules. So it's just like, don't break yeah, the rules. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How about um, our fantasy so football, man? We're going to move on to fantasy football. I unfortunately did not make the winner's bracket of the playoffs. I'm sorry. But but I'm still holding out to win the consolation bracket. I feel like I have a good chance at that. Um, but we're going to move on a, to the winner's gonna make bracket. make a play for a third place finish there, buddy? Uh, well, it would be what fifth place at this point because top or what? Yeah, top four, and then oh yeah, I win it and be fifth place. I stand corrected. I'm 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 respectfully wishing that Don doesn't win the uh, winners bracket. Just just rub it in his face. (laughs) (laughs) I I do. Uh, I want to go on the record there. Um, uh, the the playoffs are two weeks. So even if you had a close match this week, you still have next week. It's a combination of both weeks. Uh, my whack jobs currently are up 111.94 against the Inverness Dire Wolves, 89.86. I'm feeling pretty good about that. that. Uh, Team Football Lord is 87.62 and losing to my pictatorship, 151.82. My God. <laughs> That's insane. Wait, good job, Mike. Uh, Chip, your Eagles up uh, 129.94 over Team Dave, 117.42. Um, and how does that look? Do you guys still have guys and players that are wrapped up? Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I think this might be the okay, this the matchup of the week, if I can say that, because I think that we have. You've got um, Big Ben and Dave has Josh Allen. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it is. I think he's got I think next week he's got or tomorrow he's got Nick Chubb. I think that's yes. like the matchup. So yes. like it's close. It it's gonna come down to the wire when it comes to it. Um and I don't know, like I'm like again, it's two weeks, thank God. But um Buffalo yeah. and, and Pittsburgh is gonna be a big game for both of us tonight. Um and I I wanna give my uh my hats off to uh, or before we do, uh, the Florida Triers, the number seven ranked team, uh, 121.06 over the number eight Lakewood Wranglers at a score of 70 even. 
Uh, I haven't looked in the stats on that, but uh, definitely um, it looks cut and dry there. Uh, and I want to send my thanks right now out to my dictatorship because Team Football Lord beat me twice this season, and uh, Mike and his team are just completely taking it to them. So, eh. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to put this out there. Like, I had uh, Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders, who both had 36 and 29, respectively. He had David Montgomery and Alvin Kamara, who had 24 and 22. Like, it was almost like my team put up a big number, his team put up another. I had the Chiefs defense who would put up 19, and then he had A.J. Brown who put up 24. Like, it was like it was like we were going like back and for forth. Tat, right? Back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my team can do better. And then he was like, another play on his team did, did, did even better. Like, it was just, it was just crazy. What was that song? Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And uh, I just want to say the the Pixar Steelers just scored, so they're yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's early. It's early. Close game. I'm not worried about it yet. No panic here. No panic. <laughs> I told you what I, I I told you this earlier. I'm rooting for the uh, Miami Dolphins, but we'll just go from there. Uh, so we're going to move on to the NBA. And that's a wrap. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> NBA updates, my friend. NBA update. Um, so Harden wants out um, is what I have down here. James Harden has now listed he, – he pretty much put any team. He, he, he initially said that he only wanted to go to the Knicks, which I never thought was like a real possibility, but now he's turned it into I just want to go somewhere else besides where – the team that I'm on right now. Um, everyone still believes that he's going to go to the Sixers, which is interesting um, because the only way the Sixers are going to do that is to give up Ben Simmons. So my question for you, Don, <laughs> would you, would you give up a young Ben Simmons? Who's I believe 24 for a 32 year old James Harden. Here would be my question. Can you tell me if I give up Ben Simmons and I James Harden, uh, sign James Harden, that's the win-now mentality. Is that going to get me to the promised land? If you can't guarantee it, I think it's a bad idea. Well, I mean, no one can see the future, but if, if you were the GM of the Sixers, would you make that deal? That's risky. I mean, uh, that's stupid risky. I, I don't know. I mean, J James Harden is fantastic, but Ben Simmons is not a pushover. You know, uh, he can play ball, man. Um, I, I, I don't know. I would have reservations about that deal. I, I would have to feel. I couldn't have any lingering doubt if I said, "Hey, I'm going to bring Harden in. I need to know Harden's going to gel with the team. Harden's going to be get me more than I could from Ben Simmons." And if I'm not sure, I I would be hesitant to pull the trigger because. You know, Simmons is one of the future pieces of the franchise. Are you willing to cough that up for James Harden? And if you're wrong, which you've done your roster, the damage will last forever. I don't know if I would do it. For me, I personally would rather have a decade of Ben Simmons and molding him and knowing what you're going to get from him than two or three years of James Harden and 
Like, James Harden is going to control the ball. He's going to be a ball hog. I don't think he fits well with Joel Embiid, but I think Ben Simmons fits well with Joel Embiid. I really don't want them to make that that decision. I really don't want them to make that trade. I think if they wait a couple years, they might be able to, like, entice James Harden to leave the Houston Rockets and sign him or trade someone and sign him or, or, or figure out a way to get him, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid on the same team um, in a sign trade or, or something along those lines. Like, that would probably be their best option. I just don't I, – I feel like I feel like you need to, like, wait a year and see what Doc Rivers has in, in store for – Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think that he brings a different attitude to the Sixers, and I feel like they they're gonna turn some heads this year. Um, and oh, yeah, I don't no think, doubt about it. I, I don't I, think I James think... Harden is gonna put them over the top. I think that I think that James Harden, yes, he's a shooter, he's a ball hog, he's he's whatever you want to call it. But I think that Ben Simmons is more of a distributor and they don't have a true point guard. And I think that having Ben Simmons on the team is going to do them better because they don't have that true point guard. So you think after maybe a season or two, um, the discussion could be had about James Harden again, but you're probably going to get a good discount the next time around. Yeah. I mean, he, he can, he can opt out, I think after this year, so which is why Houston's trying to trade him away because trying to get value. Yeah. He's going to opt out at the end of this year. So, I think Houston's trying to get something of value for him, but nobody wants to pay his contract and nobody wants to trade for him knowing that he can opt out at the end of this year. Right. It's a bad deal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Period. it's just, Houston's in between a hard, uh, between a rock and a hard place at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, we'll see. But, I, I mean, I don't think anything's going to change James Harden's mind. He wants out. That's it. Yeah, he he wants out. Now that he saw what uh, Knicks Russell will take him. Out, yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't going to the Knicks. Trust me. Knicks, yeah. Knicks are beyond a rock and a hard place at this point. They're not yeah, even they're, a they're in another league. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, 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 so, so there's the NBA, there's the G League, and then there's the Knicks. Let's just be honest. Oh, thank you so much. So, what you're saying, uh, so you would rate them above a college team? Okay, so there's there's the NBA, there's G League, then there's college, then there's the high school, then there's the Knicks. Okay, that, okay. <laughs> All right. Tell I'm me go, I'm, I'm wrong. Gonna... Give me a reason I'm wrong. Thank you. You know what? They, Most people they, ask for a slice of humble pie, not the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> they 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 were they've been tanking before tanking was actually cool to do. I appreciate. Uh, uh... I'm the, sorry. The love I, and the recognition. <laughs> I've been holding back on my next talk, but you opened that door. I'm just pushing it out there. I, I will take responsibility. So let's move it along. What else you got? Um, so there was interesting news today um, or this week that Paul Gasol is looking to return to the NBA and play for the Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I have to say, I am a big fan like i don't know for me whether it's nostalgia or it's big like i don't know that family connection of like brothers playing for each other like i like Giannis and his brother playing for each other like i don't know like 
Marcus Gasol plays for the Lakers and Paul Gasol's 40 now. And he's like, oh, I'm going to come back and play. Like, I'm kind of like, eh, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, I have to ask you, what is your feeling? Like, I know that Paul Gasol is not going to, like, tip the scales and be, like, this all-star or do anything like this. What is your feeling on these older players coming back and, like, saying, like, hey, I want to play and signing contracts and playing under the veterans' minimum? as like a extra player, quote unquote. Well, uh, if you want to come back and, and play at the league minimum, thank you. Um, first, you're showing you're not asking uh, for a ton of money because you ain't going to get it. If there's some way you coming back, you can contribute to the team as a player, what the heck, why not? Uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, you retired for a reason. You know, uh, that, uh, athletes, athletes are like this and you know, this uh, in general, once your time has come, you know, it's a difficult decision. You hang it up. You saying, you know, I, I can't run with the younger guys or I can't do this. I can't do that. The desire, uh, the competitiveness, the burn is still there, but I don't think I can do it anymore. So. If you're an older player who had, you know has already left, and they're like, now I want to come back. I got. I guess the question is, is what changed? The ability to want to compete is still there, but do you, can you honestly tell yourself that you can run with guys like half your age now? You know, uh, for some older players that want to come back that have a name recognition or whatnot, that's cool because some teams, you know, they'll probably make a couple extra bucks off of that. Then there's the discussion about, uh, depending on how your career went, you know, if you had a good career, you had a good run, it would not. Do, do you want to tarnish that legacy that you built by coming back? Yeah, I, I feel like at this point it's a um, last stand. It's kind of like a nostalgia effect. I think with Paul Gasol, he's he's not going to play anything. Like they're not going to put him in there unless it's garbage time. You're not tipping any scales. You're just you're 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 putting it out there as like the only team I would ever come back to would be the Lakers, so I can play with my brother. Like it it it's not going to be any effect on. Well, you're obviously not going to be a starter. You're not going to be a reserve. You're just going to be a guy on the bench. Um, it's more of a feel good story than it is anything. Um, and I think that I'm all for like. Like there's there's many many brothers that play in professional sports or cousins or family members that play in professional sports, and I'm always for um, them playing with you with each other or them being on the same team. I I think one of the big ones right now that I can think of, you have, uh, it's mostly in football that I can think of. And on top of my head, you have. Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, who are brothers. You have Zach Ertz. Um, actually, he's not a brother. Sorry. I was going to say Zach Ertz and his wife, who are professional athletes, but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, you got you, T- have, you got TJ and you got JJ. Yes. Yes, sorry. The Watt that boys. Was yeah. The Watt boys who were like – and that would be cool if they were playing on the same team. And like, No, that, it wouldn't. <laughs> Not okay. for the team that they're playing against. <laughs> okay, JJ Watt and TJ Watt playing on the same team probably would be um, awful for that offense because that would just be ridiculous. 
Repeat but, after me, forfeit. <laughs> but, uh, like, at the same time, like, Jason Kelsey playing on the same team as Travis Kelsey, like, that would be pretty ridiculous. Like, th- there is that point, but at the same time, if you take your point, if you take your mindset off of the football field and you're like, that's pretty cool that the two teams are playing against each other or playing with each other, like, that's, I don't know. For me, that that that's where the nostalgia comes in. Like, this is, like, uh, Paul Gasol, like, who has been out of basketball for a couple of years and probably has nothing left and has been playing overseas and it's nowhere near the NBA and if he I think were to the sign reason, the Lakers. I think it's a reason that it's a, a, a fans always get attracted to it is because how often does it actually happen? Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying at. Yeah, I, it, it's rare and it's kind of like, hey. It's a cool story. That's a cool story. And then we move on from that. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> that's really all it is. It's a cool story and I don't know. Like it was, it was just, it was funny to see him saying like someone who is quote unquote retired coming back just to play so he can play with his brother. Now he won I mean, a championship cool. with the Lakers in 20, 2009, 2010 with Kobe Bryant. And it's, it's, it's a cool story. That's really all it is at this point. I mean, I'll tell you this. If the Lakers said, let's go ahead and do it, sign him for a one year minimum deal so he can play with his brother. I'm not against it. You know, I, I'm not. Because you know he'll be on the bench, um, but I mean the flip side is is if because uh, I think it was what he had a fractured foot. There was a foot injury, um, and he hasn't played in the NBA since March 2019. So we're going on two years. Um, I think it was like a stress fracture or something in the foot. So you know, being a basketball player and all that, that certainly doesn't help your case. But yeah, uh, he, you know, yeah, if he's healthy, yeah. if he's healthy, I my thing would be if he's healthy. And if we have to call him off the bench, if he can contribute just to keep some bodies fresh and whatnot, why not? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the same way I feel. He um he had a fracture and he had two surgeries to fix it, and no team would touch him. So then he retired, quote unquote, retired, not retired. Um, I mean, on the on the flip side is so. too is you retired because of an injury, but now you've had time to sit there and let this heal. And yeah. do strength training and whatnot. So who's to say that signing them for a one-year deal may not actually pay some dividends? So, you know. Yeah, it's more of it's more of a feel-good story than anything. Um, Absolutely. But we well, had the preseason I, this week, and um, the, the Knicks reaction, are the heavy favorite to be at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> the Knicks are a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry. I, 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 I every time you bring up the Knicks, I laugh. Um, so five forwards, <laughs> my reaction for the, the, the preseason so far is, um, Kyrie Irving is a clown, uh, Steph Curry recur- return, which is great. Um, DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall looked way too good to be on the teams that they're on right now. Um, yeah. and I say, I say that because, um, DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall just lit it up in the preseason. Steph Curry returning was a uh, bright sight for the Golden State Warriors who God, haven't had it. much of that recently. No. And it's been the ugly that, for them. <laughs> the fact that Clay Thompson is out again for this year. I mean, think of it this way. They they just selected high in the, the lottery this year. If they were to lose again and get a high lottery draft pick with Clay Thompson, DeMarc uh, and um Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Plus, uh, who they picked this year, and um, God, I forget the guy's name. It's killing me. But um, their 
if they, basically if they end up with like another top five draft pick, man, that's that's gonna be scary. Yeah, like all they're, over they're, again. They're gonna have guys that are just really, really good, and it's it's they're gonna have a dynasty without actually having to pay for a dynasty, and that's just gonna be insane. Which makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be absolutely insane. It's gonna be worse than what it what it is. And then the reason I have Kyrie Irving as a clown is just basically because because he is like <laughs> like I I don't understand Kyrie Irving at all. And this is my this is my problem. He he was one of the instigators of let's not have a bubble, even though he was never going to be in the bubble. And now Correct. he's like. I don't want to talk to the media ever again. And he got fined for not talking to the media. And it just, I don't understand as a professional athlete, like your obligation is to talk to people like that. That's hands down what you have to do. You're representative of the team. And the fact that you're going to, and the fact that you're going to sit there and be like, "Mm, I don't want to talk to them. So I'm not going to talk to them. And you know that the rules are that you have to, and you're just going to go against it. It just, let me put it to you this way. Look at other uh, athletes in other sports who had like a bone to pick with the media or like, I'm not going to talk to them and look how it fared for them. Learn from their mistake. The media like, in sports can be your friend or it can make your career look so insignificant. <laughs> like the only other athlete I can see that did this was Marshawn Lynch. And he was basically like, walked off the stage and was like, I don't want to talk to reporters anymore, but he backed it up on the field. Kyrie Irving hasn't done anything for the last two or three years. Like, let's be honest. He's been injured the last two years and he comes into preseason and just goes, Nope, I'm not going to talk to reporters because I don't want to talk to them. And, and, then, <laughs> and then sends this email to the, um, and sends email to the NBA and says, like, I just don't want to talk to them because I don't want to talk to them. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. I, I'm going to throw a fit. I don't want to talk to them. They were mean to me. <laughs> That's what it I'm is. Just, like, Let's just move on. It's just, it, yeah. it, it, it's terrible. Baseball, my friend. Uh, and let's go ahead and just start. Go ahead, Chip. Again, smile. <laughs> Give me the good news. There's a lot of great things happening in the city of brotherly love. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like every week there's some type of Philadelphia news, and it's not because I put this on the channel, but it's just because it happens. Um, we but are but like, I guess the reason that it's news is it because they've just been sucking? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're trauma-filled as it is. Um, Go so ahead. We, thought, we signed um, Dave Dombros- Dombrowski. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, but yes. Um, he was the former... Boston Red Sox uh, GM, and we signed him as our team president. He uh, basically brought the team together that won the Boston Red Sox their championship in 2019. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great day for us. Uh, it, it, he he already said that he's not going to rebuild our team. He's going to retool it, um, which goes along with the, the next couple articles we have. Uh, the Mets signed uh, McCann, which pretty much takes them out of the JT Romilto, uh sweepstakes. So now, correct. It it's basically Philadelphia Phillies are bust for JT Romilto. So I'm pretty. Well, excited. Yeah, you don't want JT to leave. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. And no. the fact that the Mets were like, "Yeah, he's way out of our price range. We're not going to sign him." He 
really has nobody else to sign with besides uh, the Phillies. And then at this point, the Phillies are at the advantage because it was basically between the Phillies and um, the Mets. And he's not not going to the Mets now that they signed James McCann. So I'm pretty feeling confident about this. And we wanted them to get somebody that's going to turn some eyebrows. And that's what Dombrowski is going to do is he's one of those guys that's not shy about I'm going after talent and I'm going to sign them. And that's what we wanted. So but and from what I understand with Dombrowski too is Money is not a problem. <laughs> oh, this guy will absolutely. write checks. Yeah, and and as long as he has the um, you know, the approval from ownership, which everything states to John Middleton is for smart money, quote unquote. So, um, the fact that he brought in Dombrowski feels that like whatever he says is going to be smart money, and he's going to just put money into what he needs to do to sign the best players and, and bring us a championship. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I feel like we're, I feel like when I look at our roster, we are a bullpen away from winning a championship and our starters that we have are, are good. They're serviceable. We can, we can play that way. We have a good offense. We have a good manager. We have the only thing that's killing us is our bullpen. And I feel like, Coming up this year, if we, we sign some good bullpen arms, we'll be good. Um, we have to re-sign JT Ramuto. That's that's number one on the list because he's the best catcher in baseball and he makes everyone else around him better. And the fact that uh, McCann went to the Mets gives us a good advantage on that. And, you know, we'll, we'll see it how it is. Um, you have other, you know, free agents on the list right now. You have Springer, you have Omehu, um, Brow, uh, Bauer. There's and still a who's who on the list, man. Um, yeah, but like, like, like we said last week and what we've been saying is the market's kind of frozen right now because they're trying to get a feel for what next season's going to be like. But once that ball gets rolling. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be insane. One, 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 uh, it's going to be a domino effect. We, we said it last week. As soon as, as soon as one signs, it's just going to – snowball at that point and then everybody's going to get signed i think i think honestly Ramuto is the one that is going to be the catalyst for that as soon as he gets signed everybody else is going to get signed he's going to set the market <laughs> and they're still waiting to see how the whole covid thing is going to affect the season how they're going to do the how they're going to go with the whole covid thing and i don't know it's just it, it, there's still a lot of things up in the air but i'm excited right now to see how he he does i don't i at this point if you had asked me like two weeks ago i would have thought that Rumito would not have been going to the phillies but after signing dombrowski and then seeing mccann going to the mets i'm about 80 percent that Rumito is going to come back especially with a new president in there i i don't think he's going anywhere absolutely I, i think i think he's staying there I think uh, the, the guy that uh, uh, Dombrowski, now that you got him in there, this guy's proven that he can win, that or he can build championship teams and, and win the World Series. So I think part of it is going to be for some of those players that might have been on the fence who are like, nah, man, this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to put the pieces together. And it's not like Philadelphia 
didn't have the pieces. But as I like to say, when we're talking about sports, it was like that one thing, like that it that they were missing. That The pieces are there. You know, you, you've got, I mean, how many, how many of these guys on the roster would be MVPs elsewhere? Like you've got it. It, it just, it was one thing missing. And I think uh, Dombrowski is going to like fill that gap and make it click. Yeah, it'll be, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm excited right now. I'm, 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 I'm a passionate Philadelphia fan and I'm, I'm excited to be a Philadelphia fan right now, just because of everything that's happening. Um, and we, we can move on to the, um, NHL, who seems to fly under the radar with everything that's going on. Um, I actually, it's funny because I said, I, I showed you this news article earlier this week. And when I was looking up the article, it's like it wasn't even on the latest, quote unquote, latest news for ESPN. It was just kind of there. <laughs> I, ha- I actually had to go outside and for it because I knew it was there. But you had that to shows you how- for it. <laughs> that, that shows you how much like nobody cares about the NHL, which is it was just sad because NHL I love is still a major my hockey, sport. Man. I it's love still a major hockey. sport. But um yeah. it looks like the NHL has cleared the hurdle. They are gonna eye a January 13th start to the 2021 season. Bravo. Uh, they'll it'll be either a 52 or a 56 game season. They're not really sure right now. They're gonna um, so, communicate and they're gonna they're gonna fin- finalize the details, but so what you're telling gonna, me is they're not going to try and play a regular season in a condensed schedule. No, they're going to be smart about it. They're just going to, you oh. know, play. Oh, that's how you do it. Okay. You can change we how have, many games are played. Gotcha. <laughs> we always said the NHL was the uh, the model for what everyone else should be. And the fact that they, they're not trying to force anything and they're just, they're just trying to be them is how it is. My hats off to them. I want to thank whoever uh, up in the in the office was listening to our show and took our advice. <laughs> like, like the funny thing, though, I don't want to say the funny thing, but like the realistic thing about the whole entire the whole entire situation is that the NHL is probably the least lucrative of the other big four, and the big four Correct. I mean is as football. They're on the bottom of the list, bro. Baseball, base and basketball. They're they're probably on the on the bottom of that list and they can make these decisions but at the same time it's they don't care about the finances of it they're just like here's our sport if you want to watch it watch it if you don't want to watch it we don't care (laughs) and like at that point more people actually want to watch your sport because you're just like we're going to play this many games watch it if you don't want to watch it watch it if you do if but the message also translates to the fact that they're like, we're not going to try and force the full season and give you a garbage product. We're going to have a shortened season, but we're going to give you a quality product. Exactly. And, and, and that's all we ask for is just quality. We don't care about quantity. We want quality. Correct. And man, Hey, uh, to build off of that, this past NHL season, man, what would an end right to the Stanley cup. So I cannot wait for the new season to start. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be. I'm I'm so excited for winter because of how how many sports and how intense it's gonna be. Um, but moving here we on go again. Football, <laughs> All uh, right, go, go ahead and take your dig. Just get it out of the way. I I I'm going to refrain myself because all I have to say is. 
Feel better? Wow. Wow. I um I didn't watch the game, but I I, I literally woke up the next morning because I I've been studying. I literally been in a hole for the last seventy two hours. So was um, this the first uplifting news of the day that you got? I I woke up this morning and was just like, oh, let me just look at ESPN, just kind of take my mind off things. And the first thing it says: Florida Gators suffer humiliating humiliating loss. Yeah, and I went. Really? Hmm. I need to read this, right? <laughs> and I looked at it and, oh, my God. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. There, there's not words to describe it. I, I, I will, nope. I will go on more either. later. But, wow, Florida lost. You're, you're number six and you lost. Now you're, like, outside of the top ten. Wow, they played a bad game. Trask. Showed his true colors. Played a bad game. They lost to LSU. We can well, move I'll on you right there. now. Depending on who you're going to ask, that you'll probably get the usual bad refereeing, which there wasn't. Florida, because you know there. Uh, I from where I grew up, I am a Syracuse Orange fan, but when I moved here to Florida, the Gators are my adoptive team, and I, I just I'm curious. Where is it acceptable to rip a player's cleat off and throw it like twenty yards and think you're not going to get penalized for that? <laughs> Stupid. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reframing from giving my true opinion for later. Quote, uh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to better news. Sarah Fuller. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, made history. To- this week um she congratulations first, first woman to score in a power five football game um for, we reported on it a few weeks ago that she was the kicker for the vanderbilt team um she did a, a pair of extra points for them this week and they went through um first woman to score absolutely amazing um it, it reminds me of uh, I don't know, Don, if you've ever seen the movie Unnecessary Roughness, but every oh, time yeah. I see Sarah Fuller on there, that's that's kind of what I think of. Yes. And I think of, honestly, that scene where it's like the it's the one offensive lineman, he's like uh, Hawaiian or Samoan or something like that, and like he's like the bodyguard for her as, as she's taking the shower. Like, that just... That just was like my mentality when it comes the impression to impression that. that you get. <laughs> yeah, like you haven't seen that movie. It's a great movie, but that, that oh, that's God, my yes. impression was like she like in unnecessary roughness. They basically have to like find scrub players and they find this female player who is a soccer player who can kick field goals and is very accurate. And they bring her on the team, and it's like she's a she's a girl playing on a football team, and this is you know back in the not early nineties, late eighties, where it's like, it's unacceptable for a female, female to play sports, but at the same time, the team rallies around her. And there's this one lineman who's like infatuated with her. And like, it's just funny. And like, he like protects her and they like, I, I remember like one part of the, the movie where he, uh, sh- there, there's a, there's a, guy on the other team who goes and just like takes a cheap shot on her 
and he gets in her face and he goes, I know how to take care of myself and then kicks him right in between the legs. And it's just like, he's like, you just look at it and you go, all right, this girl can take care of herself. Like, it's just one yeah, of those things, good. but like, <laughs> like that, that's kind of the humor that's throughout the entire movie. But like, that's what I think of when I think of her kicking a field goal is like, you know, she's breaking barriers. She's, you know, uh, making history and and there's nothing bad you can say about it like yeah vanderbilt's not having a great season but at the same time like she is she is it's legit it's legit it's it's not some like it's not like some let's get people to watch the game or put i mean the team had issues thanks to covid and this was to fill a need not just to go let's try something different and they went, what do we have available? And they were like, um, this looks like a good option. You know, it wasn't just like willy-nilly put together, you know. They they it was there was thought behind the process. So, yeah, and it, hopefully it it turns some heads and you know, we I don't think there will ever be a female like lineman, quote unquote, just because of the size. Size and and the violentness of that is involved I, with that. you know what though the violentness uh, i don't know man i mean <laughs> have you ever watched some of the women's sports like um like women's field hockey trust me i i don't think asking them to be violent or to get physical would be a problem <laughs> I, I i just think of it like i i look at how a offensive line treats a defensive line yeah and if that was a female on their side, you know, in some sense, that's kind of assault. So I just, I don't, I don't want there to be that, like, oh, I don't want to hit her because she's a female. Like, I don't want that mentality and as, as bad as it is, but there, there's definitely going to be that mentality you know, with though, it. As, so, as I mean, th- this is a kind of, you know, like uh, shattering the glass ceiling. As it moves along, we might see more. But, I mean, you can't tell me that you wouldn't find it amusing to have, like, a, a, a woman offensive tackle just, like, pick up a defensive back and just body slam him to the ground. You can't tell me you wouldn't find that humorous. Oh, I would find it humorous, and then I know the rest of his team would just never let it down. So And, his, and he would definitely <laughs> go on the dumps list. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. We're moving on from that. Um, so Ohio State, uh, this is a pretty big decision uh, that I want to I want to put out there. So we were talking earlier about how Ohio State whether they would get in the college football uh, playoff or not. So Ohio State had their game canceled last weekend, um, which only had them be five and zero. And there was a rule within the um, conference that said that they had to have at least six wins to be eligible for. The championship game. Well, considering the fact that they only had five wins, they were not eligible for that. So the conference uh, committee overruled that and said that yes, Ohio State is eligible. They abolished the rule, and now it's Northwestern versus Ohio State for the championship. And 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 basically, we'll, we'll make it. We'll dumb it down. Ohio State's going to dominate Northwestern unless there's some ridiculously odd thing that happens um and you it know was what, basically wait here's a whole thing because it's ohio state it's a big name of course the fans want it 
blah, 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 blah. If you really want to get a dose of your own medicine, let Northwestern beat them. I would love to see that. Yeah, but at the same time, you you know that Northwestern is not going to beat them. And this entire thing is just a ploy to say, like, oh, Ohio State is is the Big Ten champion, so let's let's go. Let's let's put them in the college football playoff. Let's give well, them another win to be in the college the, football playoff. The coach, so like that, the coach for Northwestern said he supported the decision to let Ohio State play, and then he said, "quote I'm sure we're going to be underdogs by like 70. <laughs> yeah, like like, like he, he knows that like if they weren't in it, 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 it's a farce. Like they know that like Ohio State for for all. For their entire purposes, with all like the reason the entire league started their season was to be like, we want a team in the college football playoffs, and here's Ohio our team. State's our team. Yeah. Now, now, just again, because there's been crazy stuff happening in college football too. Can you imagine though, if number fourteen Northwestern knocks off Ohio State? Well, then oh. you have to Huh. So then you have Texas A&M going into yep. the... But I'm saying, oh, Lord, everybody that says, well, Ohio State's the best team and they only played five games, but they're still the best team, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, that would just slap down that argument so fast. <laughs> and you know what? It would have been Florida that would have gone in if that were going to happen. But, you know, Florida lost to LSU. So so Florida, Florida was too busy throwing cleats instead of football. So that... Yes. Yes. So you know that's um, speaking of Florida. Yes. Uh, there is actually we're we're gonna bring it down to earth right now. So um College basketball. Yeah, there was a, a big incident this past weekend. Uh Florida Gate Gator star uh Keontae Johnson um yes. collapsed on the court. Um not not a good thing. He collapsed on the court and ended up uh he's as of today he's stable, um, but still in critical condition. Um you know, they, they still played out the game, but you know, that's just – that's such a tough thing to go through is that he was just running down the court and all of a sudden just collapsed in the middle of the court. And it was um, – I haven't I haven't found many videos that have depicting it for obvious reasons, but, like yeah, – You know what? Thank you. <laughs> it, you know, it's one I mean, of those things that, like, nobody really wants to see, and it had nothing to do with any other illness. You just – he collapsed. There hasn't been much, um, what can I say, news about it. Uh, just yeah. the fact that he's in stable condition. So our, our, our prayers go out to him. Yes. Um, I, did, I, I, I didn't want to harp on it too long, but I did want to uh, give our condolences out to their family and to him and, and hope that everything turns out all right. Um, yes. I mean, and, absolutely. And then move on. Um, they, uh, a little bit in the article though to elaborate they're they're saying they're not sure they haven't elaborated on why um they did note that he did test positive for covid during the summer um and they said although it's not immediately known uh the coronavirus can lead to a condition which uh, causes a viral infection of the heart speculative but they're like collapsing playing a sport but not you know, they, they haven't said that is the case, but that it is known that COVID can lead to that condition. I certainly hope that's not the case. Um, we, again, we, we, we send our well wishes and our, our prayers out to them and, and hope for a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. 
so I'm gonna let I'm let you handle the next um, article because uh, you sent it to me. So um, I'm assuming yeah, you man. can report about it. So yeah, um, under the random topic. So we we've talked about collectibles on the show. This is one of my specialties here, and uh, we've talked about some, I guess, amazing sums of money being put down for those little pieces of cardboard, haven't we, Chip? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and touch on this one here. So uh, a Wayne Gretzky, an ultra-rare rookie card. Um, so when they say ultra-rare gem mint, that is a 10 out of 10. It's in pristine condition. It, the card basically looks like it just came off the factory floor. No imperfections, perfectly centered. The corners are sharp. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this card. Well, one sold at an auction. The uh, has set the rec uh, record now, another record breaker, for the most expensive hockey card to ever be sold. It was a 1979 Opeachy. Um, and for those that really don't follow hockey already, um, for hockey cards, in America, you had Tops. In Canada, you had Opeachy. There um, in Canada. So um, usually the Opeachy are more sought after for that reason. So this card sold for $1.29 million, over a million and a quarter bucks for a perfect condition Wayne Gretzky card. Uh, and the auction site that um, put the card up on the auction block also noted this is only one of two to be in existence, known to be in existence. Uh, because of the card cutting process that Opeach used was not uh, very good. So you get cards off center, cards not cut properly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is one of two perfect condition cards, one and a quarter million dollars plus. That's absolutely insane. That's all I got to say about that. that that's insane. But for hockey, he truly is the great one. And, and now he has another record to put with all the rest. Uh, the most expensive hockey card out there. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and the other random topic that we have today is that the World Ser Series of Poker as I want to say like non like following COVID standards as there is, um, yeah. it's still gonna it's still gonna take place. They are going to do it online and until they get down to the final nine and then they get to the final tables and then they're going to do an in-person kind of like bubble type thing. Uh -huh. um, if you've ever watched the world series of poker, it is yes. actually intense. I love uh, it. I don't like the fact that they're going to do it online because I've played poker online and it's so much different than playing it in person. So let, um, let me, let me ask you before you go forward to that. Yeah. But when you've played in person, are we talking about playing in person with friends or like going to a poker room or a casino and actually sitting down for some action? Uh, going to a casino and playing in with action. My man. <laughs> cool. It, it, Go ahead. It, it, it is very, very different. Um, if you yes. ever watched the movie Rounders, that's the, that's the closest thing you can get to it is you have to read people's faces. Playing it online, you just can't read people's faces. And it's... No. Um, there's so much different coming on with it. So... It'll be interesting how it how it goes this year. When you get down to like the final nine, I think that people are gonna I see think some big swings. 
You're going to yeah, see some big swings because these people that they played online, uh, now you're facing these people face-to-face. You know, uh, I, I I think for, for the final table, you're going to see some big swings in the stacks as people really try to get a feel for each other. Oh, absolutely. And I'll be one of the first to admit that I have a big tell um, when it comes to playing poker, which is why I was never really good at it. Um, and when you can't see that tell and yes. you're playing online, it's all guesswork. It, there's, it takes all most of the like uh, mental part out of the game and they're taking that out of it with this, which I, I agree with them. They need to have some type of tournament that doesn't have a, like they can't have a year without a world series of poker champion. And they need well, to like have any more. other sport. I mean, the, the world series has gone from something minuscule to it's a big deal. It's yeah. a huge I mean, deal. I mean, it, it's been a big deal since uh moneymaker won it, or yeah. Moneymaker won it in 20, whatever. Um, well, I mean, he, even before that, it started to get traction, but Moneymaker was because he was the first one that won a seat playing online before the Fed shut it down. That yeah. won a seat at the at the World Series and took it all the way to the main table. They call it the Moneymaker effect. Yeah, um, it was it it was crazy. If you actually there, I think there's a documentary about it, which is really cool. But like. He like I remember watching some of the shows like he he literally looked like some lost puppy in this and everyone all the sharks are trying to take care of him and he's just like I've never seen anybody get so lucky with cards like he did like I don't remember he's him got skill actually, but man he had a good run <laughs> like he I don't remember him actually bluffing anybody out like really bad bluffing him like when it came down to the final table like he was getting like aces on the first hand or he was getting kings on the first hand it was just like god damn this guy's getting like so much and i don't know it was just it was so crazy with that and watching the world series of poker now it's it's gonna be interesting to see when they get down to the final table like nobody really watches it really really watches it unless you're in the poker like until it gets to the final table but i have a feeling that you're not gonna see your typical phil Hellmuth or uh uh, what's his face? Uh, Ivy, or or any of the other like big stars that have won in the years past. I don't think you're going to see them on the final table like you would normally. Um, well, I will tell you. Uh, before the online poker world got shut down, um, I played poker online and made a good income from it. Uh, it paid the bills and then some, so I'm not complaining. Um, and then I've also played in poker room. I've played in poker tournaments. Uh. The more accomplished players, even though you can't get the read from the person sitting across from you like you would in the poker room, if you played enough online poker, you will see trends. Um, you can't necessarily read the body language, but you'll see the trends. Uh, a lot of players on online poker, and they made this mistake, I busted a lot of people out this way, you pick up where they're sitting in, in, in regards to you at the table, where the button is and your small blinds and your big binds and, and the whole, you know, if anyone wants to know about poker, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Um, But they still had tells, even though you couldn't see them face to face. It was the way they were betting in their position or, uh, uh, you know, you just started to be like, 
they're 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 folding they're folding they're folding they're folding then all of a sudden just like this ridiculous amount of chips comes out like come on man who are you fooling you know um but but definitely the real the real poker definitely is sitting at this table with other people and having that even that just banter you know most players will just kind of nonchalantly talk to each other or whatever and enjoy the game um but like chip said chip's got to tell most people will have a tell uh, and the only way to know is aside from the betting uh the betting can be somewhat of a tell but the body language will tell you a lot more and without actually being able to see them it's going to be quite a challenge this year yeah absolutely it will um it'll be interesting to see how it turns out um but, I watch it. I watch it every year. Yeah, lead yeah up I to it watch, and everything. So I, I'll be watching. I always, I always catch the reruns of it, and I'm always intrigued by like how good these players are and how bad I am. So that's all right. Well, hey man, um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the topics there. So uh, with that being the case, you know what it is. You know what it's time for. It's time for chips, chumps. Plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys, you know what time it is? It's 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 that time where I get really, really into it and, and just brag on players and people and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to start out number five. So number five. Um, I'm going to try to say this name right. I don't know if I'm going to say it. it's Emir Smith Marcete. Um, he's an Iowa receiver. He's an idiot. Um, I mean, if you're going to celebrate, really don't do a celebration that's going to cost you to miss the rest of the game. Um, he tried to do a flip, landed on his head, and then got knocked out for the game. Like, like it's just dumb. Like, do a celebration. Yeah, that's cool. but when you do a celebration and you don't stick the landing, you just look like a complete idiot. Uh, no, like, come on. Like you're, you're stupid. Like you, 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 I don't know what, I don't know what to say. Like, like if you're going to perform a celebration, make sure you have it choreographed and you are going to do it before you actually do it. Cause if you do it in game and you're, star players of that game and you kind of knock yourself out for the game then it's just hilarious and everyone just laughs at you it's it's not it's not it's not something that you want so for that moron number four um so number four goes to a creighton player uh marcus again i'm gonna try to say his name right uh zagorowski uh who had a chance to tie the game against Kansas, who's number five in the in the nation, and you're number eight. And you miss the free throw at the end of the game. Um, yeah, that's just bad. It's a free throw. The reason why they call it a free throw is because it's a free throw. It's free. Um, you could have brought it to overtime. The team probably wouldn't end up winning. You let Kansas win. There's not much else I can say about that. Um, it's just bad. Like a f- missing a free throw at the end of the game just gets you on my list. Moron. Number three. Number three goes to um, Kyrie Irving, 
there's not much I can say about you being an idiot. I said it earlier. You like you're a professional athlete. You know better. You know that you are supposed to talk to the media, even if you say one or two words. You're talking to the media. The fact that you sat there and just went, "Nope, I'm not talking to them. I'm just going to do what I want to do." It, it it just it makes me angry. It makes the rest of the NBA man angry. Like you were basically just spatting in the face of everyone else. Um, there's not much else I can say about that, but Kyrie Irving, moron. Number two. I know I was going to refrain from talking about this, but number two goes to the Florida Gator player who threw the shoe, Marco Wilson. Uh, all I can think about is Austin Powers and who throws a shoe? Literally, what is going through your head that you would Take your, like, you have them stopped. You have them absolutely stopped. And then you turn around and take the guy's shoe and throw it 15 yards. Like, at what point goes through your head and think that's a good idea? Like, are you, like, sometimes a big guy, ooh, I can throw the, throw some guy's shoe. Like, no, like, it, ah, it's so frustrating how stupid you guys are. You are Literally on the cusp of going into the college football playoffs, and you literally cost your team the the college football playoffs and cost them any shot at playing in for the national championship because you threw a shoe. You threw the guy's shoe. Like, if I was your teammate, I would literally smack you upside your head because there is absolutely no way on God's green earth that you should have done that. It It – it's frustrating. It's absolutely stupid. You lost. You made your team lose to a three and five team. You were winning, and you gave them great field goal position, and they end up kicking the field goal. Like it's frustrating. You're an idiot, moron. Number one. Now this, I know I said it a few weeks. I said it last week or a few weeks ago that that. Like might have been the dumbest thing ever. This this is actually awful. Um, I, I I really don't have words for the fact of what I'm going to say to this person. Um, Darrell Williams, it gets number one on my list. Um, he uh, I'm not even say like he was a coach. I'm going to say he's a person that assaulted uh, a nine year old. Uh, he was coaching an uh, under nine team and basically struck his player twice, knocked him down to the floor. Um, I don't know at what point this makes you feel like a big man. Um, you're glad that nobody else was there because if honestly, if I was there and I saw this, like I probably would have ran on the field and knocked you out because the, it, it's not right. Like uh, the, the, this goes beyond like striking a, a player this is a kid like this is a nine-year-old kid or or under that, that that gets hit they didn't they didn't really specify in the in the article of like who gets hit but like when i saw this like i just lost all respect for you as a person like this is just this is so bad this is this is not even on the fact that me calling you a moron this is this is beyond that um and i can't use words to express how i feel um, but this is just this is just awful. Like this is nobody should ever do this. And uh, there's so many things wrong with and for Gerald Williams, 
the only thing I can say for you is moron. All right, guys, that's, that's it for this week. Um, let me know what you think. I'll post them up on Discord, um, whether you disagree or, or agree. Um, but, yeah, that's Chip Chumps for this week. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, and just when you think the list can't get any worse or something more moronic, as we barrel down towards the end of the year, someone finds a way to do something dumber. And that's putting yeah. it politely. It's I don't know if you saw the article I saw randomly and i just i just i i, I was, was sick to my stomach i, I just yeah i you know i i don't even want to give this guy any more attention all right let's go ahead and just hit the final buzzer it's the final buzzer the last moments of the show okay here we go five four three two one go! All right, everybody, we're at the buzzer, another show in the books. We thank you all for listening as we're getting ready to close out 2020, a couple more weeks to go. Chip, we're only going to have a few more movies to give for this year. What's the movie for this week? Yep, so the movie for this week, um, it goes along with the fact that the Eagles won today um, against one of the best teams in the NFC. So we're going to go with Any Given Sunday, um, which has Al Pacino (laughs) in it, um, which is a... (laughs) It gives you the other side of football. Um, there are a lot. It, it's funny, but at the same time, it's kind of serious. Like this is like the non like heartwarming story of football and non um, like let's get behind this team kind of kind of idea of football. And it gives you like the raunchy like this is the in depth of what the players go through. And um, it's rated R for a reason. But um, the quote of the week for this movie is. On any given Sunday, you're going to win or you're going to lose. this point, you can win or you can lose like a man. Right on. (laughs) Good advice. I could think of numerous places that that advice could be given. It's good advice. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's one of my favorite movies to actually watch. But at the same time, like I said, it's 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 not for the faint of heart. No little gritty. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 go through the um the trials and tribulations of it of the entire uh, football type life. There you go. All right, man. Well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and close the books on this another show. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for uh, continuing to listen, and we hope everybody is staying safe out there. And we will check in with all of you next week. So until then, we're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.